is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. A huge day at the United States Supreme Court today, a win for Article 1 of the Constitution, a win for the First Amendment of the Constitution, and so many hurt liberals today, but the Constitution won. Good evening. Welcome to the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. It is me, Rich Zioli, with you from Mark's affiliate, WPHT, in his hometown of Philadelphia. Great to be with you. 877-381-3811. I'm thrilled. I'm so happy. The last couple of days have been fantastic. And thank God we won 2016. I mean, really, thank God. Thank God Trump won and not Hillary Clinton. Could you imagine what kind of a position we'd be in this country right now if Hillary Clinton had appointed Supreme Court justices? Let's review what took place today, first and foremost. Number one, right off the bat, the Supreme Court of the United States said, hey, The government cannot compel you into speech. The government can't force you to say things that you vehemently disagree with. Bravo. Justice Gorsuch writing the majority opinion in that case, which concerned a website designer who did not want to do a website for a same-sex wedding. And he rightly pointed out the fact that the government can't force you to say things. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Now, the left, of course, is trying to spin this and to say this is an attack on public accommodation laws. That is so far from the truth. It's an absolute lie. This has nothing to do with public accommodations. This is about somebody who creates something, whether that creativity involves a pen and paper, the words that come out of your mouth, an artist who paints a canvas, a website designer who makes a website, a baker who makes a cake. You are creating something. It is a work of expression, your expression, and the government can't tell you what to say. We often forget the First Amendment to the Constitution, freedom of speech, isn't just that the government can't censor you, can't prosecute you, can't put you away for what you say when you disagree with it. It's that it it can't compel you to say things that you vehemently disagree with. It can't force you to say things. That's also a very important point of the, for, for, of the First Amendment. That was a beautiful, beautiful outcome today in this case. Secondly, the United States Supreme Court said Article 1 of the Constitution matters. The legislative branch matters. The executive cannot do whatever the hell it wants and just decide to write legislation, decide to allocate funds. That's not how things work in this country. The legislative branch can do that. The executive branch cannot. It was a wonderful way to restore the balance of this government And it goes a long way towards restoring what needs to happen, which is to undo the out-of-control executive branch of government, the federal leviathan, as Mark Levin calls it. We need to undo that. The the executive has gotten way out of control, way out of control. Ever since Wilson and Roosevelt and Lyndon Johnson and Barack Obama, they keep expanding the powers, expanding the powers, giving all these agencies all this authority, all these powers to make rules that can put you away in jail— Take away your money without so much as Congress even passing a law. The executive needs to be reined in. Today's ruling on student loan debt 
was a big, big win for that. Restoring the balance. Restoring the balance between the executive and the legislative branch. And bravo to that ruling, too. And already, the lawless rogue, Joe Biden, is trying to go get around it. Already today, he and Miguel Cordona, the education secretary, came out and said, we're going to find a way to get around this, just like they did yesterday when the Supreme Court rightly said, everyone is going to be treated equally under the law, regardless of the color of your skin. Right away, the left hates that. The left hates that they can't discriminate. Oh, did you realize yesterday how quickly the lefty tears were flowing because they were told, oh, you can't discriminate anymore. You can't discriminate against Asian-American kids. And they were screaming. They were so upset that the court said they can no longer be racist. They can no longer discriminate. It's unbelievable. But right away, they also said, we're going to work around that. See, that's what the left does. The left, when they don't like a Supreme Court opinion, they will do whatever they want to get around it. They will not respect it. They will they will find ways that they can be creative and that they can find little machinations here and there to get around what the court said. I'll give you a great example. New Jersey, where I live in South Jersey, I broadcast out of Philly, but I live in South Jersey. After New York State, their their ridiculous concealed carry law was struck down by the Supreme Court. Right away, New Jersey passed an absurd law that makes it so incredibly impossible to carry a concealed gun outside of your home that people just say, I I can't even bother the the, the public spaces that you limit. I can't I can't do it. I'll be I'll be breaking the law at some point. Instead of respecting rulings, the left works tirelessly to figure out how they can get around it. And they're doing the same thing with student loans. And I'll give you details about that throughout the show tonight here on the Mark Levin Show. But just know that from the top. When it's a ruling they like, well, then it's precedent. It's, it's, a, it's a settled law. It's settled law. You can't change it. You can't overturn it. You can't do anything to it. It's settled. But when it's a case they don't like, a ruling they don't like, oh, then well, there, we, can, we can look at this to try to get around it by using this and, and that, and we'll, we'll try to twist ourselves into a pretzel to get around it. Like, and it's exactly what they do every time. We have had up until this court, this, this court will go down, I think, as a court that is restoring the balance between the legislative branch and the executive branch, and also what the 14th Amendment really says and really means and not what the left just wants it to mean the left in this country the democrats have used the 14th amendment to the constitution as their catch-all to be whatever they want it to be things that it had never intended to be gay marriage is a great example nothing in the 14th amendment's about that but it becomes their catch-all we'll use that for that why not but when you actually apply the 14th amendment like the court did yesterday in saying you can't you can't discriminate based on race Colleges cannot look at somebody's color of their skin as a determining factor on whether or not to accept them or deny them admission to college because that's what the 14th Amendment requires. Then they scream and they yell. They scream and they yell, the left. When the court today restored the balance between the executive and Congress by saying the president does not have the authority to do this, Congress has the power of the purse, not the president. Congress can do this, not the president. They scream. Because they don't want to actually ever have to go through the actual branches of government. They don't want to follow separation of powers. They want to do whatever the hell they want to do, and they want no one to restrain them. And they hate the Constitution because the Constitution restrains them. And they hate this court, this particular court, because this court is restraining them. Why do you think they're going after all the Supreme Court justices the way that they are? 
I mean, last year after the leaked draft of Roe, overturning Roe came out, yeah, they were marching outside the, the homes of the Supreme Court justices in violation of federal law. You had some whack job attempt to try to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh. You saw what the left did to Kavanaugh with those phony charges against him back in the day, those phony allegations. Now they're going after Justice Alito. Apparently, he can't have friends who have money. They go after Clarence Thomas, nonstop, relentlessly going after these people because they hate this court because this court is restraining them. They want to do whatever they want to do. They want nothing to hold them back. And they know these ideas can't get, get through Congress. Nancy Pelosi herself said on the student loan issue, the president cannot cancel student loan debt. She said it. They use that as part of the case. She said the president can delay payments, but the president cannot cancel student loan debt. That's a misnomer. She said it. They could never get this through Congress, but that's what the left wants to use the court for. That's why they're talking about packing the court now. It's why, once again, they're resurrecting all their nutty plans, going all the way back to what FDR tried to do, pack the court to get a mini legislature that will push through all the nutty ideas that they actually can't get passed through Congress. And they don't want anything to stand in their way. Mark's got a new book out. It's coming out very soon. It's called The Democrat Party Hates America. It's very aptly titled. And it comes out September 19th. You can pre-order it on Amazon or MarkLevinShow.com. The Democrat Party Hates America. They also hate this court. They hate the Constitution. They hate that these things restrain them. And they do not want to be restrained. They want to do whatever nutty, lefty, Marxist, socialist idea comes into their mind with absolutely no one telling them no. No one. It's funny, too, on this issue of this uh, this website, this web maker, uh, who said, I, I don't want to do this website for you. It violates my, my beliefs. I don't want to enter into engaging in expression that violates my beliefs and my conscience. The left would love to prosecute you if you use the wrong pronouns for somebody. The state of Michigan just announced a bill that will put you away in prison and fine you $10,000 if you use the wrong pronoun for somebody. So when it comes to things the left doesn't want you to say, they'll prosecute you and put you away. When it comes to the things the left wants you to say, they want to force you to say it whether you want to say it or not. They want to force you to say it. So in this case, this woman says, I don't want to make this website it's not something I believe in. And they say, you have to because we've decided that this is the speech that we like. And so we're going to compel you to say it. And if she tried to say something the left didn't like, they'd lock her up. That's why they're not about freedom of speech. They hate freedom of speech because, again, freedom of speech restrains them. If you can argue with their nuttiness, if you can disagree on the fact that, you know, men are men and women or women if you can if you can say things like that well that that completely destroys the indoctrination that the left wants for everybody which is not tolerance not acceptance but compliance you will comply you'll say what they want you to say and if you don't they'll prosecute you they'll force you to say it and if you try to say something that they don't like they'll go after you today was a win for the first amendment because it said the state cannot compel you to say things to express yourself in ways that you don't want to do. Just like you can't force a kid to say the Pledge of Allegiance, can't force a kid to stand up and, and, and do the pledge, and you can't force somebody to make a website with a message they disagree. And the left doesn't ever stop to think, as Justice Gorsuch did a wonderful job of explaining in his majority opinion, what about all the things that people 
could say that the left would hate. You know, what, what if you had a, a, a same-sex couple go into a, to see somebody to make a, a, a wedding cake, but on the wedding cake they said they wanted to say something disparaging about gay people. Because even though they're gay, they're, they're, they're just unhappy. They want to say something nasty. And the baker doesn't want to do it. Are you discriminating then? As Justice Gorsuch pointed out, what if, uh, if a, a Muslim person wanted, was forced to put a Zionist message on something? There's so many examples of when you would agree that you can't compel somebody to say something, to create something, whether it's a work of art, whether it's a website, whether it's a book, a novel, a radio commentary. You can't force people to say things that the state wants you to say, because in doing so, you limit any objections to the state. And the First Amendment is there so that you can object to the state, so that you can disagree with the state. And so if the state compels you to say things, you lose the opportunity to debate and disagree with the state. 877-381-3811. So a big day before the Supreme Court. I've got lots of analysis for you. More on the Hunter Biden whistleblower story. This is the Mark Levin Show. The great one's off. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Mark. We're coming right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I'm also going to talk to you about the uh, chaos at the airports. This is entirely because of the failures of the Biden administration, particularly the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. This guy is a disaster. And the FAA's incompetence is the reason why 40,000 flights delayed and canceled over this holiday weekend. It's unacceptable. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. And I'm grateful to be with you tonight on this very, very busy Friday after two major historic Supreme Court wins today. I'm telling you right now, Gorsuch's opinion in this freedom of speech case is going to once and for all end the nonsense. Here's what I mean. After Jack Phillips, he was the baker in Colorado, remember? After they went after Jack Phillips, and I went out to Denver for that. I remember being there for that case. And it was a very narrow ruling. This is because we're talking about a pre-Trump presidency. You know, Donald Trump appointed three Supreme Court justices. Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, Justice Neil Gorsuch. Prior to that, 
the court gave a very narrowly tailored victory to Jack Phillips, but it didn't end the nightmare. It made it worse in some ways because then they started coming after him with all kinds of things. Hey, Jack, bake us a transgender cake, whatever the hell that is. I guess it's a cake that identifies as a pie. I don't really know. Bake us this, bake us that. And he kept saying, no, it violates my beliefs. It violates my beliefs. I'll sell you anything you want in the store. But just like I don't make Halloween cakes, I'm not going to violate my beliefs and create something for you that violates my beliefs. This ruling today in this issue, although there's other cases pending, even Jack's case is still pending, believe it or not, should settle all this once and for all. Because the point that Justice Gorsuch makes is that since the state cannot compel you into expression, since the state cannot force you to say things, that's the end of it. And it's not merely about religion. It's further. It's freedom of speech. Yes, you might be forced to say things that violate your religious beliefs, and, and that should not be allowed to happen, but it might be political. You might be forced to say a political point that you disagree with. You know, I'm sure right now there's some lefty out there who's angry about this decision, but if they had a bakery or a website company and somebody came in and wanted, say, a MAGA cake, they would say, I'm not baking your MAGA cake. I hate Trump. Trump says, rah, 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 rah. And, and, and I would agree with their point that they shouldn't have to bake it. I would defend their right to say no. But that's the difference with us, right? We're consistent and they're not. We're consistent and they're not. They, they would scream from the top of their lungs if somebody forced them to bake a Donald Trump cake. But with this, this ruling today and this issue, they scream that it's a setback for LGBTQ rights. No, it's not. Not in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. Because it's nothing about that. It's about expression. It's about expression and speech. But they have to do what they always do, which is lie. So just like they lied yesterday about the affirmative action case, and they ignored the fact that this case was brought because Harvard was discriminating against Asian American kids and telling them, you can't come into our school because you're Asian, which is literally discrimination and racist. But they ignore all that. And then they lie about what next could happen. And they're lying about this one, too. And they're lying about the student debt scam that the Supreme Court rightly overturned. So I'm going to tell you how they're trying to get around it as soon as we get back right here on The Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, coming right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. Yes, it is the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. It's me, Rich Zioli from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia, your fellow Levinite. And I'm thrilled. I am thrilled with the rulings today by the Supreme Court. I'm so happy. But I have to warn you, once again, the lawless rogue Joe Biden is trying to find a way to work around it because the left will never, ever accept Supreme Court decisions that they don't like. That's what they do. They immediately start to find workarounds. So let's break down what the court said today. When this issue came up about Biden's student loan bribe, and it's a bribe is what it is. It's a bribe. It's a payoff. The old days, you know, you had to stuff money into a bag of cash, give it across the table to somebody in a diner or something in Jersey. But you know what happened. Then they started wearing wires and blocking people up for that. So that went away. But they still want to bribe people. So what they do is they steal your money that you've worked hard for, and then they try to give it to other people and say, this is a gift from us. But it's not their money to give. It's your money that they're stealing from you to give to them. And in this case, it was now going to be millions of students out there who uh, have signed contracts to take on all this debt where they know that if they don't pay the debt back, then they would default on that loan and that would be bad for their credit. And so that's a contract that they entered into as sober minded people, assumingly. And what the Biden administration tried to do, what Joe Biden tried to do is say, contracts don't matter anymore. Rip them up. And I'm going to just pay it all back for you. Don't worry about it. The people that most were affected by this were people that live in places like Washington, D.C. and New York City and Los Angeles, lefty places where they have their master's degree in fine art literature and gender transformation studies. And they've racked up all this debt for useless degrees and they can't make real money, but they all worked at colleges and universities and a lot of them write books. And these are the foremost thinkers of the modern Democrat Party. So years ago, the Democrats pretended like they cared about the working man, the working man, the working woman, you know, they care. They pretended like, yeah, we're with you. You know, the guys, the mechanics, the plumbers, the people that bust their butt for a living and actually go out there and work. They sweat and they build things that we're the party for you. We're the party for the unions and everything else. James Carville said it. Democrat Party today is the party of the faculty lounge. They are the party of the intellectual eggheads and faculty loungers who come up with terms like Latin X. Nobody talks like that. These are the people who Biden would help with his student loan debt repayment bribery scam. They're the people who are very upset today. But if the Democrat Party was the Democrat Party it was years ago, trying to pretend like it's the party of the working man, Why would they want to pay off the loans of some egghead who works at Georgetown University, knowing that the guy who's paying that is a blue collar guy who's busting his butt every day? He didn't go to college. He doesn't have student loan debt. Why are you making him pay for their their debt? Why don't you pay off his Harley? Why don't you pay off his house? Why don't you pay off his credit cards? And then Democrats whine about, well, because education is transformative and blah, blah. No, it's not. What education is, is indoctrination is what it is. And they want people to go to college because it's where they get indoctrinated. It's why they want to keep them in school, public schools. 
indoctrinate them there and then they go to college and they get further indoctrinated and when the left comes out as they do and they go well without an education then people will not have the opportunities in life that's not true there are people that go to trade schools there are people that just go right out of high school and just work and they they do they do very very well but they don't get the indoctrination piece of it so there's that but then if the democrats also argue that if you go to college you can earn more money well then if that's the case then why are people who didn't go to college paying off the student loans of people who went to college racked up student loan debt and now can make more money the other point of this too is just a fundamental question of fairness i paid off my student loans do i get a refund do i get a rebate a little check in the mail maybe i can go out and buy a jet ski or something like that nope i get nothing I get ungats, as my people say. I get nothing. That's not fair. But it shows you politically just how far the Democrat Party has gone. They don't even pretend anymore to care about the working man, the working woman. They don't care. Those people all became Trump voters in 2016. But the intellectual eggheads, the people that have the signs on their yard, you know, hate has no home here. We believe in science, except when it comes to biology. Those people... They're the party. That's the Democrat Party's constituency now. And they want their loans paid off. They just feel entitled to it. But they feel entitled to a lot of things. So the court said, sorry, uh, Article 1, Constitution, matters. You can't just do this. And your, your justification for this under the HEROES Act, which was passed after 9-11, there's nothing in this act that gives you the authority to do this. Nothing. You're, you're, you're reaching here, pal. You're reaching in a big, big way. And secondly, too, not only does it not give you the authority under the HEROES Act, it, it doesn't allow you to just usurp the Congress in this when there's not even a national emergency you can claim because guess what, genius? You ended the COVID emergency the day after you announced the student loan debt repayment scam. So you couldn't even cite an emergency. But that doesn't mean that they're done. Because as Biden came out today and slammed the Supreme Court's decision, they announced a new way to try to get around it. So he came out today and he whines about this and he says, these Republican officials just couldn't bear the thought of providing relief for working class, middle class Americans. Listen, Bozo, the people that are the working class in this country, the middle class Americans, they don't want to pay the student debt for other people that are that have advanced degrees and fine arts degrees and literature degrees they don't want to pay their loans why should they have to who's paying their loans who's paying their 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 car payments nobody biden said a new relief program will be grounded in the higher education act instead of the heroes act see what i mean what they do what the democrats do because they hate this country the democrat party hates america that's literally the title of mark's new book coming out september 19th but they do they hate this country so they hate the law they hate the constitution they don't want to be restrained so they figure out okay let's try something else it's kind of funny too because a reporter today asked miguel cordona the education secretary and said well if if you could have done this before why didn't you just do it before isn't this also going to be shaky legal ground because if you could just do this under under the Higher Education Act, why didn't you just do it under the Higher Education Act? Why did you use the HEROES Act? The answer is because they, they still can't do this under the Higher Education Act, but they're going to keep trying. Because what they don't want to do is go into 2024 and not be able to bribe people. So they know this isn't going to work. They know this is not going to work on legal grounds, but they don't care. They're going to do it anyway. And they'll have to go back to court 
and we'll start this process all over again. We'll waste more money, more time. They don't care. The president announced that the administration will seek to ensure no one with an undergraduate loan will spend more than 5% of their disposable income to repay their loan. There will also be a temporary on-ramp repayment program. Biden said, I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. Oh, really? Why? why? By, by noticing Article 1, that the legislative one, and not just focusing on Article 2, the president? Because if they did just focus on that, they'd also find out you don't have this power. We'll use every tool at our disposal to get you the student debt relief you need to reach your dreams. <laughs> they have been making payments since COVID. What what do they need to reach their dreams? By now, most of the people we're talking about here have jobs. If they don't have a job, that's on them. There's been there's been a hiring boom. But what is this debt doing to them that's enabling that, that won't let them reach their dreams? And what about other debt that keeps you from reaching your dreams? I got debt. What about my debt? Oh, my debt doesn't count. That's right. The president criticized Republicans in Congress for opposing his program when they had business loans forgiven during the pandemic. The Supreme Court found that the statute Biden re relied upon when issuing the loan forgiveness executive order did not give the secretary of education the authority to forgive billions in student loans for tens of millions of Americans. John Roberts, writing from the majority, said, quote, this precedent requires that Congress speak clearly before a department secretary can unilaterally alter large sections of the American economy. The secretary asserts that the HEROES Act grants him the authority to cancel $430 billion of student loan principal. It does not. We hold today that the act allows the secretary to waive or modify existing statutory or regulatory provisions applicable to financial assistance programs under the Education Act, not to rewrite that statute from the ground up. And of course... Immediately when they run and start figuring out, well, what can we do now? So Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts comes out and says the fight is not over. The president must must have more tools to cancel student loan debt. Bernie Sanders, the same thing, says this cannot stand. What we need to do right now is a plan B to cancel student loan debt. Ultimately, what they want to do is make college free, but free doesn't mean anything. You know that somebody's paying for it. They want the government to pay for it. You think about how we've gotten to this place where tuition's so expensive. Because I have friends now. My kids are younger. I've got an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. But we're saving for college if my kids decide they want to go. And But my friends who are sending their kids to college now, and I'm hearing $80,000 a year for tuition, not even a, a like an Ivy League school or anything like that, just eighty grand. And we got here because of all this free money the government threw out over the years, all this student loan money making it so available for people to go to college, there was always a willing marketplace. No matter what, colleges could keep raising their prices, keep hiring a bunch of faculty members who don't actually teach, keep building beautiful buildings, luxurious athletic centers, keep paying their faculty members millions of dollars a year in the athletics department. And they could raise the tuition, but it wouldn't matter because the government would still give loans out. So it didn't matter. There was never going to be a point in the marketplace where people said, too expensive, I'm tapping out. Because the government would say, oh, did they raise tuition? Well, then we'll give you more money. We'll give you more student loan money. But you had to pay it back. 
you'd have to pay it back. That's that's the point. And right away, they go after the justices personally. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the leader of the squad, says Justice Alito accepted tens of thousands of dollars in lavish vacation gifts from a billionaire who lobbied to cancel the student loan forgiveness. After the gifts, Alito voted to overturn. This SCOTUS's corruption undercuts its own legitimacy by putting its rulings up for sale. Look how vile that is. She just accused the justice of coming up with this opinion because he was bribed. That's what she that's that's what she just said. Truly vile. This is an unlawful, this was an unlawful move by the executive. And thankfully, the court said no. But don't think for a moment they're done. They're not done. Justice Elena Kagan argued that the Supreme Court had dramatically overstepped in its ruling. She said, in every respect, the court today exceeds its proper limiting role in our nation's governance. From the first page to the last, today's opinion departs from the demands of judicial restraint. At the behest of a party that has suffered no injury, the majority decides a contested public policy issue properly belonging to the politically accountable, uh, politically accountable branches and the people they represent. Yeah, you know what it is? The, uh, the court was departing from... The judicial restraint in in her mind, which is that it was applying judicial restraint against the executive and saying, you don't have the authority to do this. The legislative branch has to do this, not you. So an excellent ruling. But mark my words, they are not done. They're going to keep trying. They will still try to push this through. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich, in for Mark. Coming right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. We got a big, big, big night ahead. Lots to talk about. Biden said the money was literally about to go out the door. Oops, sorry, but it wasn't your money, Joe. It was our money. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Mark. Let's take some calls, shall we? Let's hear from you, your opinions. Let's start with Irvin. He's in Hammond, Louisiana. Hello, Irvin. Hello. Have a good weekend. Look, uh, these three Supreme Court decisions were wins for America. And going back to Wade versus uh, Roe, another win for America. But what we, we can crow a little bit and celebrate, but those are playoff games. 
The Super Bowl is coming up in 2024. And the Democrats are going to use those four cases. They're going to weaponize them against us. We will not win the presidential election unless we regain the independent voters, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia would be nice. So we'll, we'll win our red states, and this is a victory for the conservative, but we, can, we don't have enough people to take the electoral college, especially in those states. So I would recommend that we approach those independents, which include college-educated women in the suburbs that we lost since 2016 when we had them, and go over each of those cases. First of all, Roe vs. Wade just pushed it back to the states. It did not outlaw abortion, which I'm right. against. Correct. Each state decides. So if you don't like it in your state, change your legislature. Secondly, with the student loan, I think there's enough of them out there that paid their way. We need to explain to them, not only did you not get that free ride, but like any other democratic program, once this thing's in place, it's just going to keep regenerating itself. It's not going to just end. I don't think you have to worry about that. I don't think this student loan thing was that popular outside of the Democrats. I don't think the average person thought this was a good thing. And I think working class people think this was a terrible idea. Yeah, and I agree, but it did swing enough young college kids in Pennsylvania, I, it did, I don't. I don't think it had anything to do with that. I, I really, I respectfully disagree with you on that point, Irvin. I don't think it had, had any reason why young, young, a lot of young college kids vote Democrat because they're brainwashed, and then they wind up getting a job, paying taxes, they buy a house, they pay taxes. That's when they start to realize what's happening, and then they they start voting Republican. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'll say: uh, demographics show. That, it, that an unusually large percentage of that demographics, which usually don't vote as much, did show up at the polls. So they were motivated for some reason, because generally that, that demographics barely makes 50% as far as showing up for national elections. They're into other things. You know, politics is, is foreign to them. But uh, they did, it did pull a lot from that demographics to the elections. It rallied them. But again, I, I right, will listen, think- we'll, we'll see. And, and thank you for the call and have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the Independence Day. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I believe that we have to celebrate the wins for the Constitution. And that's what this is. This is a win for the United States Constitution. And we should celebrate that, regardless of any political implications, in my opinion. 877-381-3811, The Mark Levin Show, hour number two, straight ahead. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Wait till you hear the nuttiness, the absolute craziness that Justice Elena Kagan threw out there today with regards to the student loan debt repayment scam. Unbelievable. Welcome back. Glad you're here. This is the Mark Levin Show, 877-381-3811. 
877-381-3811. Mark is off tonight. So it's me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. Justice Kagan wrote the following today in her dissent. Imagine the horrific. This is referring to student loan debt. Okay, the repayment here. Imagine the horrific. A terrorist organization sets off a dirty bomb in Chicago. Beyond causing deaths, the incident leads millions of residents, including many with student loans, to flee the city to escape the radiation. They must find new housing, probably new jobs. And still, (laughs) it's hard to read this with a straight face, honestly. And still, their student loan bills are coming due every month. To prevent widespread loan delinquencies and defaults, the secretary wants to discharge $10,000 for the class of affected borrowers. Is that legal? Of course it is. It is exactly what Congress provided for. Uh, So I actually, when I saw that earlier, I I didn't know if it was real. You know, sometimes you see stuff and you go, that's too nutty. It can't possibly be real. She's using a dirty bomb example here. So that can the government step in in some extraordinary circumstance like that, declare an emergency and help people, not just maybe their loans, but also maybe other things, too? Of course. Is anyone questioning that? No, no one's questioning that. But what emergency are you even citing here with this? The COVID emergency is over. You end it. They ended it. You know, Biden, see, this was the pickle that the Biden administration was always in. At the very same time that they argued for student debt loan repayment using COVID. COVID was the justification. The very same time they were doing that, they were ending Title 42 at the border. So they were turning around and saying, there's no COVID emergency at the border. Therefore, we can't kick people out of our country who are crossing the border illegally, citing COVID-19. So they all have to stay now. There's no COVID emergency. But at the very same time, they're in court arguing that the COVID emergency gives them the ability to cancel billions of dollars in student loan debt. And I knew when I said this last year, I said, this is the problem for this administration. They have, if you imagine a courthouse in, in, in room one, they're there arguing before a judge, your honor, title 42 needs to end. We don't need it anymore. COVID emergency is over and everybody can just come on into the Southern border. And then literally across the hall, they're going, your honor, we just had COVID bad thing. We had all the student loan debt. So we have the right to cancel student loan debt. You can't have it both ways. And this was their problem. You know, this is an administration that when when it works for them, they go with it. When it doesn't, they just do the exact opposite of that. And that was a great example of that. But in this case that the justice is 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 citing, you know, a a, a dirty bomb in Chicago city gets nuked. I think we can all agree. I think reasonable people can agree. The government can come out with an emergency declaration, deal with that. We've done this before. But there was no emergency here to cite for Biden, which is why the HEROES Act didn't apply. And even if there was an emergency, the president can delay it. The president can modify things to a certain extent, but he simply just can't erase it all. That requires an act of Congress, especially when there's no emergency. But I thought that of all the opinions, that might have been the nuttiest one. That might have been the nuttiest one. Although Justice Jackson, her dissent in the affirmative action case was also pretty astonishingly stupid as well. She went out there and said, 
in her dissent yesterday with let them eat cake obliviousness today the majority pulls the ripcord and announces color blindness for all by legal fiat first of all does does anybody does anybody uh remember that asian students felt that they were not being treated colorblindly because is that even a word because they were being denied admission to harvard because they were asian like how quickly they forget that if you're oblivious you usually aren't undertaking acts that require focused efforts such as pulling a ripcord which is another point too i've gone skydiving it's twice and so if you're oblivious you just don't pull a ripcord usually you're paying attention for that that's number one Jackson spends a lot of time, of course, in her dissent, recounting all the racial sins in America. She does a lot of that. Justice Clarence Thomas, who wrote the majority opinion, said very, very simply, I am just really happy about the fact that we can live what our Declaration of Independence promised, the idea that all men are created equal and deserve equal protection under the law. Imagine that, huh? Imagine that. Discrimination discrimination the democrats right now are angry because they can't discriminate they can't discriminate that's what they're upset about they're upset about that fact they can't discriminate rich lowry at national review had an excellent point on that he said in a head-spinning logic jackson asserts that ending discrimination in admissions will delay the day that every american has an equal opportunity to thrive regardless of race and that ignoring race makes it matter more discrimination is anti-discrimination that's what she's arguing here but whenever you think about these cases remember the three lefties on the bench they are really political advocates and what they're doing is they're setting up the democrat party to have the next culture issues the next culture fight did you ever think in your life we'd be at a place right now we were having fights, literal fights, over gender-affirming care for minors, which means, of course, chopping body parts off of children, giving them drugs that the FDA never approved for gender transformation, puberty blockers for kids, little kids, and that we would be in the middle of a cultural fight over this. Did you ever think that? I never did. But the left keeps moving the goalposts all the time. The point that a caller earlier said to me, he said, um, these suburban women, you know, everybody keeps talking about suburban women all the time. I hear this all the time. These suburban moms. Do you remember much in 2020 being about transgender care for children where you had the Democrats openly advocating right now for the idea of a biological male competing against a biological female in college and then beating her, of course, and taking her place on the team? Was that even an issue? Was that even on the radar? Or that we would have a debate over whether or not parents have a right to know if their kids are going to school and Johnny is telling everybody he's Susie. In New Jersey right now, the attorney general of New Jersey is suing three high school districts. Those three districts have passed policies that say that if a child identifies as transgender, requests to be called a different name, requests to wear different clothes, then the parents will be notified. Now, as a parent, I, I want to be notified because I think my child is having a mental health crisis and I want to do something about it. I want to help them. I want to deal with it. But the state of New Jersey says we know better than you. So we're suing to say you as a parent don't have a right to know about your minor children, the fact that they are saying that they're transgender. 
Every Democrat in America, every Democrat in Congress voted to allow biological men to compete against women. Every single one of them. My point is that there are suburban women who are college educated. They're very highly educated who find all of this to be repulsive, repulsive. They don't like the idea of 13 year old kids getting their bodies mutilated. They don't like the idea of their daughter who worked so hard for years. And my son's on the swim team. And the, the kids on these teams, they work. It's amazing. Year round, they're swimming. You know, early morning practices, getting in the cold pool at the start of the year, the start of the season. Saturday morning swim meets, Wednesday swim meets. You get all these different swim meets and everything else. They work so hard. They work. They give up. They sacrifice. They sacrifice vacation. They give this up. They give. Then they go to college, and they lose their spot to a biological male. You think that sits well with moms and dads in the suburbs? Because it doesn't. You think moms and dads in the suburbs don't want to know if their child is identifying as transgender in school? You think they don't want to know this? The point that the caller made earlier in the last hour was basically. Those people. I'm telling you, the Democrats are driving those people so far away from them. And this student loan thing was just another example of that. This didn't. This offended people. You know, the construction workers who were rebuilding 95 in Philadelphia. You 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 think that they want to be paying the student loan debt for some for some person who's got an advanced thousands of dollars are in research you think they want to pay that no the democrats are pushing people away because of their nuttiness and 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 the cultural fight we're having right now the transgender fight in particular when it comes to children where you've got this idea that children should have surgery on their bodies amputations and take these very, very experimental drugs that can cause lifelong consequences, and that Democrats are fighting for this as a civil rights issue, you think that wins over suburban voters? Now, look, of course there are some out there, but they're voting Democrat anyway. In other words, if you're out there fighting for this, if you really believe that, you, you've already had the hate has no home your son in your yard. That, that, that nothing's changed there. You've had the we believe in science sign, even though when it comes to biology, you clearly don't. I'm not talking about those people. I think I was in an event somewhere and somebody came up to me and said, Rich, you know what this, um, they named some expensive, prestigious school in the Philadelphia area. They said, these moms are all about this transgender stuff. I said, yeah, but they were voting Democrat before. They're not who I'm talking about. I think that voters who even voted for Joe Biden in 2020 have seen all of this and are repulsed by it. The blue-collar people that may have voted for him have seen the student loan scam and are repulsed by it. And let's not forget the economy. Let's not forget that with inflation, we are talking about some of the most devastating inflation numbers in terms of how much this is costing you and me, how much, how much you and I are both paying right now because of the inflation under this president. We have lost money. We have lost money over the years, the highest level since the financial crisis of 2008. That's what's happening to us in this country. You don't think that matters to them? 
The destruction of earning powers continues. Real inflation adjusted earnings are down for a 26th consecutive month. The longest stretch in U.S. history by far. Twice as long as the global financial crisis. And this is 93% of Biden's tenure. You don't have to worry about appealing to these voters. The Democrats are driving them away. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. Coming right back. Mark Levin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Oh, yes. Big day, big wins in the Supreme Court. More news around Hunter Biden, though. Yes, more allegations around the whistleblower. You know, I refuse to say this is a sweetheart deal. I won't say it. It's not a sweetheart deal. What Hunter Biden got in no way is a sweetheart deal. No, no, no. What Hunter Biden got was a cover up to protect his father, the president of the United States of America. That's that's what happened here. And that's what we need to call it. So I've asked my audience in Philadelphia on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, where Marcus heard every night. I've asked him, please, please don't say sweetheart deal. It's not. It's cover up. Let's think about it, first of all. Number one, if, if, if you really wanted to bust a criminal enterprise, do you give a, a plea agreement to misdemeanors like this and make it all go away? Or, or do you charge the hell out of somebody knowing that they're going to be terrified of going to prison and they're going to name names. You think about how you bring down a criminal enterprise. James Comer said last night to Hannity, he said, this is organized crime. The Biden family organized crime. Well, you bring down organized crime by looking at it the same way they went after the mafia, RICO. There's all these LLCs that are named, all these people who are named, all this money coming in from overseas. The government's not interested in any of that. Really? And you know the kind of guy Hunter Biden is. Hunter Biden would sing like a canary. Oh, he'd warm up those pipes. He'd be singing like a canary. He would name names. He would drop dimes on people just to avoid prison because a guy like that does not survive prison. So by doing this, Hunter Biden doesn't have to declare his income. He doesn't have to say where he made his money. And there's no chance of prison time, so there's no chance he has to will name names. There's no chance the criminal enterprise gets exposed. It's obstruction of justice. It is a cover-up to protect the president of the United States of America. That's what this is. So call it like it is. Uh, let's see. DJ is in Saratoga, New York. DJ, you're on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich. How are you? 
Fine. How are you? Uh, I, you're you're great. Listen, okay. This is what we're doing. And by the way, I am a suburb woman, and I am Republican. And um, I, that guy just needs to take a hike with the women in the suburbs. Okay. <laughs> um, we. Please. Yeah, I talk to everybody, and we do every place. This is what we're dealing with. Lazy, spoiled brats is exactly what we're dealing with. I used to be part of child protection team up in Vermont, and that's when Bernie Sanders had his reign of terror up there. And um, what this is all about and what people are not seeing is this is about control. It's Marxist rule. They go in, they talk to people. I would work my tail off to find a job for someone. The minute I would find them a job, the state would step in and say, oh, no, no, don't take that job, or we're going to take away your subsidized housing. We'll take away your mental health. We'll take away your medical. Isn't that something? So they I, drive you from working. Yeah. What? I and the group of people, we went private, and we started finding jobs for people. And once we got them over being afraid, they loved it. They said, oh, my God, now if, if I'm working, they can't take everything away from me. And that's what we have to do now. We have to I agree. Start. DJ, I have to run. I agree with you. You're exactly right. We got to get back to making people work. You're so right. Spot on, my dear. I'm, I'm happy you survived the communist reign of Bernie Sanders in Vermont. Good for you. But you're in New York, so you're still dealing with communist lunatics. This is The Mark Levin Show. We're coming right back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Yes, indeed, 877-381-3811. Democrats, the Democrat Party hates America. I can't think of a more aptly named book than the great one's new book coming out September 19th. The Democrat Party hates America. And they do. And the culture war nonsense that you and I are looking at right now, the culture war, is insane. It's insane. The, the Equality Act. Every Democrat voted to allow biological men to use the women's locker room. Every single one. 
This is from National Review. John McCormick writing this. The Equality Act is proof that congressional Democrats are more aggressive in the culture war than Republicans. They unanimously threw their support behind the Equality Act and LGBTQ plus plus IA every letter of the alphabet rights bill with all kinds of implications for religious liberty, women's sports and women's only facilities such as shelters and locker rooms. It was introduced last week, sponsorship of every Democrat in the House and every Senate Democrat except Joe Manchin of West Virginia. The bill alters the status quo by adding transgender status and sexual orientation as classes protected under the 1964 Civil Rights Act's Title II. It greatly expands the number of businesses that count as public accommodations. For example, it explicitly lists shelters. Which means that women fleeing domestic violence could be forced to reside in shelters with men. Salons, which would clearly cover waxing businesses. I pity the poor woman who has to give a Brazilian wax to a dude. The bill explicitly states that with respect to gender identity, an individual shall not be denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, and a dressing room. That is in accordance with the individual's gender identity. Not their gender, their gender identity. That's a different thing. That's a totally different thing. You got to understand that. There's gender, which you're born with, and there's your gender identity, which may not be the same thing in their, in their world. The Equality Act would affect religious schools as well as public schools because it supersedes the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 shall not provide a claim concerning or a defense to a claim under a covered title or provide a basis for challenging the application or enforcement of a covered title. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act, a law that restored a balancing test used by the courts in religious liberty cases, was passed unanimously by the House, where it was sponsored by then-Congressman Chuck Schumer. When you think about where we are right now, and is proof that congressional Democrats are far more aggressive in the culture wars than Republicans. When House Democrats first passed the bill in 2019, University of Virginia law professor Douglas Laycock, a liberal religious liberty scholar who supports same-sex marriage, told National Review that the Equality Act would crush religious dissenters. The Equality Act goes very far to stamp out religious exemptions. It regulates religious nonprofits. And then it says that the Religious Freedom Restoration Act does not apply to any claim under the Equality Act. This is not a good faith attempt to reconcile competing interests. It's an attempt by one side to grab all the disputed territory and crush the other side. This passed in 2021, but lacked the votes to pass in the 50-50 Senate due to the filibuster and Joe Manchin's unwillingness to support it. But the Senate Democrats only need to replace Kirsten Sinema in Arizona and re-elect incumbents in Montana, Ohio, and Nevada to have the votes necessary to scrap the filibuster and pass the Equality Act And that's exactly what they want to do. In Michigan, they want to make it a crime now for you to use the wrong pronoun. A a crime that will send you to prison. I talked to uh, Tudor Dixon earlier today. She's fantastic. She ran for governor of Michigan against Gretchen Whitmer, who clearly is planning to run for president of the United States. It's either Gretchen Whitmer or Gavin the Hare Newsom, or maybe the two of them will, will be a team together. 
But I mean, Joe Biden, he did. He, this is great. He does this interview yesterday with um, Nicole Wallace, that fraud on MSNBC who pretends that she used to be a Republican. She's angry. And the interview ends. Biden just gets up and walks off the set while she's still speaking. And you know, the cameras are still rolling. He's just like, I'm done. And just gets up and leaves. I presume he had to go to the bathroom or something like that. The question is, will Biden actually be the candidate? And if he's not, well, Kamala Harris is deeply unpopular. She's negative 17 approval rating, negative 17. So, you know, Gavin, the hair Newsome, he's just chomping at the bit. Gretchen Whitmer's chomping at the bit. Phil Murphy in New Jersey. These people would love this. And so they all try to outprove, to prove how nutty they are, to out nutty the other person. So if they have to go eventually appeal to the progressive kooks, in the various Democrat primary states, they can say, look at me, I'm the nuttiest one yet. <laughs> a recently passed bill in Michigan could make it a felony to intimidate someone by intentionally using the wrong gender pronouns. Michigan State House of Representatives has passed a bill, a piece of legislation that criminalizes causing someone to feel threatened by words. So let's think about this now. The very same day, the United States Supreme Court came out and said, the government cannot compel you into speech. The government can't force you to say things that you don't agree with. In Michigan, they actually pass a bill that says, we'll send you to jail if you say something we don't agree with. We'll fine you 10 grand if you say something we don't like. So that means then if you see somebody and you refuse to call that person, let's say you see a, a, a man, a biological man, who is saying that their gender identity is woman, but you refuse to call him her. You refuse to do it. You say, I'm not doing it. I'm not playing this game. I live my life according to truth and science and reality. I refuse to play this game. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say him because he's, he's still a man. Under this bill, you could go to jail for five years and pay a fine of $10,000. Do you see the totalitarian state that they're trying to create in this country? They want to force you to do things. They want to punish you if you don't do the things that they want you to do. It's not freedom. There's nothing free about that. The Democrats are engaged in, I think, the most radical culture war I've ever seen. In Minnesota, they passed a bill on abortion that allows abortion throughout the entire pregnancy even late term, nine months. They are so far down the road of the culture war in this country. And again, I think that that turns people off. I think that that winds up making people say, this is nuts. New York City Mayor Eric Adams called a white woman a plantation owner in an ex a heated exchange that he had with her. Plantation owner. It was a community conversation. A woman was complaining about rising rent costs he told her that she's treating him like he's on a plantation. The mayor of New York City said to this woman, you're treating me, the mayor, like I'm on a plantation because you're yelling at me about your rent costs. The freaking mayor. He's the mayor. You're supposed to yell at mayors. That's the whole point of being the mayor. And it's New York. You're supposed to do these things. 877-381-3811. Can we just not be babies? Is that so much to ask? Can we not? And does everything have to be racist? Does everything have to be exactly like that? Uh, let's go to Brent in Los Angeles, California on KRLA. Brent, you are on the Mark Levin Show. 
Blessings to you, Rich. Thank you. You know, since six courageous, righteous, and constitution-loving Supreme Court justices chose to cancel and annul Democrat affirmative racism, are you seeing how the wickedly woke George Wallace Democrats, Joe Biden, Barack and Michelle Obama, Elizabeth Warren, Elena Kagan, and Al Sharpton are screeching, screaming, and spitting segregation today, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever, and how they are posthumously lynching Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass at the Lincoln Memorial? No honest or moral American may any longer pretend that the content of Democrat character is anything but demonic. Well, my friend, I think it's why it's driving people away from the Democrat Party in a big, big way. And I like how you said affirmative. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Affirmative segregation. Affirmative racism. Affirmative racism. Two way to put it. I mean, it is racist. What they did to those Asian American kids at Harvard was literally the definition of racist, saying you can't come here because of your race. All right, Brent, thanks for the call to the Mark Levin Show. Appreciate it, my friend. Tom is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on Sirius XM. Hello, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Hey, this is uh, the affirmative action thing for colleges is only going to work if they get affirmative action out of the workplace. Because I work for a hiring committee for General Mills, and we had to hire people by a quota like to have so many women, so many minorities, so many this, so many of that. It didn't matter who was the best qualified. You had to hire by the quota that they gave you. Until we can get that out of the workplace, just getting it out of the colleges is only a Band-Aid to the whole problem. Yeah, well, unfortunately, all these companies now are doing this DEI stuff, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. And they are forcing employees to go through all the reeducation camps and the trainings. That's going to be tough to do because corporate America believes that this is the answer to all of their problems. And they keep hiring a lot of these woke kids from colleges who then infect the corporation like a virus. Hence why you get something like you had with Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney. See, this was back in the 90s this was going on. So they've been doing this for years that we had a quota we had to meet. So this isn't new. It's something that they've been doing for years. And the same with when you go for a state police job, the quotas and the, the test scores that you can hire and lower for different races and different stuff. This, it's all got to go back to where we're all equal or it's only going to make things worse. Yeah, well said, Tom. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it very, very much. Joe is in Chicago, Illinois, listening on Sirius XM. Joe, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Hey, Joe. All right, no, Joe. Let's try. Jim is calling from California on KRLA. Jim, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Yes, sir. Here's my frustration. You know, everybody articulated so well, you know, about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, you know, he's caught, you know, doing the things he's doing. Here's my question, sir. Are these guys ever going to do time? Is something ever going to happen to these people or are they just going to get off the hook? What do you think? Well, I can't predict, but I, I, I just will tell you that James Comer, who's the chairman of the Oversight Committee, this guy's like a dog with a bone. He's going out there. He came out last night. He said they believe the Bidens have made about $40 million in foreign money, and they found new documents, new tax records. So all this is 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 they're trying to bring it out. But yes, this is a coordinated cover up by the United States Department of Justice 
The Hunter Biden plea deal is a way to stop this investigation in its tracks to protect the president. That's what's happening. The Republicans in Congress need to do something. The The only hope we have is that it, it's with them, Jim, because otherwise this will be covered up by the United States Department of Justice. Because let's face it, we live in a police state that is not hyperbole when the United States, when the federal government uses its law enforcement division for politics. That is the literal textbook definition, Jim, of a police state. When the government uses its law enforcement to either go after its political enemies, which it's doing, going after former President Donald Trump, or to help its political friends, which it's doing by covering up for Joe Biden, that is the literal textbook definition of a police state. Jim, thank you for the call of the Mark Levin Show. I appreciate it. So you asked me, will any of them do time? I don't know, my friend. I can't predict anything. It seems like they always get away with it. But I'll stay optimistic. I think Comer's great. Jim Jordan's great. These guys are trying. They're really trying. You know, thank God for them. But we need a special counsel. I think there's Gary Shapley, the whistleblower who's come out and has said how the Department of Justice has completely roadblocked him. And even the New York Times on, I think it was paragraph 20 or 21 the other day, confirmed that yes, the United States Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, was denied when he tried to bring charges in Washington, D.C. When he tried to bring charges in California, Maine Justice blocked him, stopped him. So yeah, this is a coordinated cover-up. I can't predict what happens, but I can only say, thank God we have people like Jim Jordan and James Comer there. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We're coming right back. Mark Levin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Oh, yes, indeed. Big day at the U.S. Supreme Court today. Big day. Also, a big day in Hunter Biden's world. You know why? Hunter Biden is such an idiot, this guy. You remember the uh, laptop, which was called Russian disinformation? You remember that whole thing, right? Russian disinformation. Think think back with me for a moment, shall we, to October of 2020, when all of a sudden we were told that the laptop was Russian disinformation, the media censored the story, big tech, which colludes with the media and the government, they wouldn't let you share the story. Remember all that, right? 
Hunter Biden is now in court suing John Paul Mac Isaac, who is the owner of that computer repair store. This poor guy's had his life ruined by this slimeball creep, Hunter Biden. But in order to do that, he has to claim that, yes, he owns the laptop. So the entire thing, the entire scam where Joe Biden went out on stage in that debate against President Trump said 51 former national security deep state hacks all say this is Russian disinformation. They knew it was a lie. The FBI, they knew it was a lie. Big tech knew it was a lie. They all knew all these 51 hacks. They, they were all in on it. But why do you think they went to all that trouble? Because it's a lot of trouble. First of all, we get 51 former national security officials to agree on anything is a lot of work. Why do you think they went to all the trouble? Do you think it was to protect Hunter Biden's pictures? Because all these naked pictures of him doing cocaine off the rear ends of Russian hookers was just going to be that traumatic and that devastating? Of course not. They would do what they always do, which is they would spin it, turn around and say, this is a brave man who overcame his addiction and uh, Joe Biden stands with him. He'd be on stage with Joe Biden all the time. And they'd say it's a it's terrible, terrible that they would use this man's addiction against him in this manner. No, they did all that work to cover this up because the laptop links Joe Biden to this criminal enterprise. And it's all there and they can't hide from it this time around. It's all there. They can't pretend like it's Russian disinformation. He owns it now. You know, this scumbag is also not allowing his daughter to use his last name. He won that right in court to deprive this little girl of using the last name Biden. So shameful. Biden won't acknowledge his granddaughter, pretends like she doesn't exist. And now she can't even use the name Biden, which in some ways is good for her because she won't be associated with this crime family. But what a slimeball move. This little girl's done nothing. She's an innocent victim in all this. But that's Hunter Biden. The guy is just such a freaking slimeball. So he will not allow his own biological daughter to use his last name. But he will give her some of his worthless, crappy artwork as part of this paternity settlement. Unbelievable. Big hour number three coming up here on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one coming back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks, that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hour number three here on the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for him, where I do the afternoon drive show 
On Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, Mark's hometown. And one of his mighty affiliates. Mark is a great friend of mine. He truly is my mentor. And uh, really, honestly, the reason I got into Talk Radio. It's a true story. Years ago, I was the chairman of a Republican Party up in North Jersey. Mark came to speak when he had his book, Men in Black, just come out. And uh, gave a great speech that night. Signed books. And he and I hit it off. And... Then he helped me get into radio. So I'm very, very grateful, very appreciative. And what I love about Mark's show always is the fact that he understands the Constitution and applies the Constitution to things better than anybody else in this business does, that's for sure. A lot of people try to copy him, but uh, they can't do it because they don't have his grasp of the Constitution. So that's why when days like today, and I have the opportunity to fill in for him when there's two, I think, huge Supreme Court decisions. There's one of them being landmark, really, truly, the free speech case. It's it's amazing to be here because as a student of Levin, I understand the struggle the Supreme Court has had, which is that when he wrote Men in Black, we were talking about then an activist court of rogue judges who were acting like politicians and trying to write law from the bench. And we went through it all. You know, Plessy, Dred Scott, Separate but equal. All the way, Korematsu, you know, that it's okay to intern Japanese, German, and Italian-Americans without due process. These are horrific Supreme Court decisions. Roe v. Wade, of course. This court, right now, at this moment in time, is doing more to repair the damage that has been done over the last several decades. And thank God, Donald Trump won in 2016. Now, I remember 2016, I remember being on the radio in Philly saying, you got to vote for this guy. Even if you hate him, you hate his tweets, you don't like him, you're a Ted Cruz supporter, whatever it was, you are never Trumper, stop. You need to vote for Trump because the Supreme Court matters more than anything else. Three justices later, we have these landmark rulings. We've overturned Roe v. Wade because it did not belong as a federal issue. The Supreme Court wrote that opinion in Roe v. Wade. They wrote legislation from the bench. They created this... This idea, this science that they wrote, you know, this three trimester and this penumbra of privacy, which they cited in other cases in Griswold and Connecticut and that sort of thing. And then all the way up to the idea right now and what we're dealing with at this moment, reaffirming the individual right to say no to your government. I will not say what you want me to say. Today's ruling in Justice Gorsuch's writing was fantastic. And he tore into Justice Sonia Sotomayor's dissent in an excellent, excellent way. So Justice Sonia Sotomayor disagreed in the case of 303 Creative Violinus, which was the religious freedom case. What Gorsuch wrote is that the First Amendment prohibits the state of Colorado from forcing a website designer to create expressive designs, speaking messages with which... The designer disagrees. In this case, gay marriage. Now, obviously, the left is all focused on that point, which is why you hear biased news reports say, in a setback for gay rights. How is this a setback for gay rights? Supreme Court didn't say gay people can't have websites. This wasn't a landmark ruling where the Supreme Court said no gay couple can ever get a website. Yeah, I'd say that would be a setback for gay rights if that was, in fact, what the Supreme Court ruled. But did the Supreme Court rule that? No. Are there web designers out there who will gladly make a website for a gay couple? You bet. 
Are there ones that will overcharge that gay couple? You're damn right they will. Are there ones that will make one for the gay couple if they're getting a divorce? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So the Supreme Court didn't come out today in a setback for gay rights and say, if if you are a same sex couple, you cannot have a website devoted to your wedding. No, what they said was you can't force somebody to create a website for somebody if they disagree. It violates their beliefs because they're then they're entering into expression. They're entering into speech. It's a very important point. This ruling is a landmark case. It really is because it codifies the individual's right to say, no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. It violates my beliefs. I, I have a right to say no. The First Amendment not only says the government can't censor me, the First Amendment also says you can't force me to say things that I don't believe in. And it's not just speech. It's not just the words that come out of my mouth. It's what I create. If I'm a writer, if I'm a novelist, you can't force me to write things in my book. You can't force me to write characters. You can't force me to write plot lines. If I make websites, you can't force me to make websites with which I disagree. Go to some lefty, uh, and there's a lot of them in Silicon Valley, and say to them, I want you to make a website that says, January 6th prisoners are politicalprisoners.com, .net, .org, whatever. And when they tell you no, demand that you force them to make that website, they'd be the first ones to say no. All Justice Gorsuch did today was uphold the ability of the individual to say no to the government. The government cannot compel you to say something, to express yourself when you create something. That's not the same thing as if you sell hoagies and somebody walks into your hoagie shop and they're gay and you say, sorry, I don't sell hoagies to gay people. That's not what this is about. It's not even close to what this is about. That's what the left wants you to believe it's about. But you're too smart for that. That's why you listen to the show. Now, in the dissent written by Elena Kagan, and joined with Ketanji Brown Jackson, Justice Sotomayor called the decision profoundly wrong and argued that its immediate symbolic effect will be to mark gays and lesbians as second class status. Justice Gorsuch was not impressed. He wrote the following. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is difficult to read the dissent and conclude that we are looking at the same case. It reimagines the facts of this case from top to bottom. The dissent claims that the, the dissent claims that Colorado wishes to regulate Ms. Smith's conduct, not her speech. Forget Colorado's stipulation that Ms. Smith's activities are expressive and the Tenth Circuit's conclusion that the state seeks to compel pure speech. The decision grants a business a right to refuse to serve members of a protected class, according to her claim. That's the claim of the dissent. Grants a business a right to refuse to serve members of a protected class. So what she does, of course, is she goes back to the idea, and this is the, the, the left's been doing this all day. It's 1950 in Alabama, and somebody walks in and they're black, and the diner owner says, I don't serve you because of racist Jim Crow laws that Democrats passed, or you got to sit in the back, or I'm not serving you, you know, whites only, and that sort of thing. There's nothing like that in this case whatsoever. Nothing. But that's the fear that Democrats like to conjure up, right? They love to conjure up this idea that at any moment now, Republicans will take us back to that time. They love to do that. 
because they they stoke fear all the time in the Democrats culture war that they are consistently launching. It's all about scaring people. They are dishonest. That's why the Democrat Party hates America. (laughs) Mark's new book coming out in September. The Democrat Party hates America. So Justice Gorsuch responded to this notion by the dissent in saying that this would grant a business a right to refuse to serve members of a protected class. class. He says, we do no such thing. And Colorado itself has stipulated that Ms. Smith will, as this Colorado anti-discrimination law requires, work with all people, regardless of sexual orientation. It is the dissent that would have the court do something truly novel by allowing a government to coerce an individual to speak contrary to her beliefs on a significant issue of personal conviction, all in order to eliminate ideas that differ from its own. Now think about that for a moment. This is why it's beautifully written. I love this opinion by Gorsuch. So the government, obviously, when we think about the First Amendment, we think right away of censorship when it comes to speech. We go censorship. Can't censor you. You have a right to say whatever you want to say. True. You also have a right to hear things. You have a right to hear things so you can form your own opinions. It's also part of the First Amendment. You think back to when they had all the COVID nonsense, the censorship, the misinformation, disinformation back then, when big tech would slap labels on things and they would hide things and they would say, Well, you can't read about this vaccine side effect because it's misinformation or it'll cause vaccine hesitancy or something. That's a denial of not only the First Amendment rights of the speaker, but also you, because you have a right to hear lots of different opinions and then form your own conclusion. That is also a fundamental principle of the First Amendment. We forget that it's not just words that come out of somebody's mouth. It's also words that go in somebody's ears or words that they read or music that they hear or something like that. It's both an active participant and somebody who's on the receiving end as well. So when he writes that point and he says that the state seeks to compel pure speech and that... The dissent would have the court do something truly novel by allowing a government to coerce an individual to speak contrary to her beliefs, your beliefs, on a significant issue of personal conviction, and then in doing so, to eliminate ideas that differ from the government. So then by doing so, they're also depriving you of the right to hear a contrary idea that your government doesn't want you to hear. So let's say, for example, it was about COVID, because that's a great example of that, right? The government forces you to write an article that says the COVID vaccines are the greatest things ever. They force you to write that. You don't believe that. They force you to write it. And then you are depriving that person of the ability to have an idea that differs from the government's idea. And you eliminate the ability of somebody like me to hear that competing argument. See, in a free country, that's not how we operate. That's how they operate in tyrannical countries, in China and Hong Kong. I'm not Hong Kong, but, well, yeah, I guess so. It's part of China now, right? North Korea. You cannot hear ideas that differ with what the state wants you to hear. 
Later, Gorsuch found that in some places the dissent gets so turned around about the facts that it opens fire on its own position. He says, while stressing that a Colorado company cannot refuse the full and equal enjoyment of its services based on a customer's protected status, the dissent assures us that a company selling creative services to the public does have a right to decide what messages to include or not to include. But then he says, but if that's true, then what are we even debating here? I got more on this for you. This is the Mark Levin Show, hour number three. The great one is off. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for Mark. We're coming right back. Mark Levin. Oh, yeah. Friday night, pre-Independence Day. Hope you have a wonderful Independence Day with your family. Your friends, enjoy it. God bless America. See a parade. Have a little American patriotism. Absolutely. Let's go to Alex in on calling from the great WABC in New York here on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich. Hello, Alex. Good evening, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about something. This, this ruling by the Supreme Court concerning free speech and the right to free speech. Uh, what I'm concerned about is with children, with minors, people under the age of 18 or what have you. Uh, in other words, they're in school, let's say. Let's say an 11-year-old is in school or a 12-year-old. And the teacher says, well, you know, we have a new policy here. We have two names. Uh, your name may be Jack, but we're going to call you Jacqueline. And if the child says, well, no, I don't, I don't like that, I don't want that, and they take some sort of you know, hostility towards the child and say, well, you're not part of the school now, you're not behaving, and, and such. Does the child retain a, law, a, a right in law uh, as, as a minor in terms of their violation of their free speech? Uh, yes. I, in my, my opinion, yes. In fact, I talked to an attorney today from the Alliance Defending Freedom, they're the uh, the firm that represented the woman today who won at the Supreme Court over the free speech case. Uh, there's a boy who had a shirt that said there are only two genders and got in trouble at the school. And they're representing that little boy to say he has a First Amendment right to wear that shirt. In fact, Justice Gorsuch today, in his opinion, actually cited the fact that we don't force kids to say the Pledge of Allegiance. If a child does not want to stand up to put to do the flag salute, doesn't want to say the pledge, they don't have to. We don't force them to do that. So, yes, children do have a First Amendment right. Uh, now, obviously, there's 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 certain limits within schools and safety and things like that. But when it comes to political expression, of course they do. If, if, a, if a kid runs into a situation like that, yeah, it, you know, it's going to end up going to court. I'll be honest with you, it will, but hopefully they'll prevail. I, I assume they have recourse through through their parents and pure counsel. They should contact, honestly, an organization like the Alliance for Defending Freedom if they get into a situation like that. If, if a child is forced to express themselves in a public school in a way that violates their beliefs, they, they should get somebody like that involved because I think they can help them. So, Alex, thank you for the call. I hope you have a wonderful Independence Day. Thank you very much. Let us go to Tony is in Clifton, New Jersey on the great WABC. Hello, Tony. Hello, Rich. Thank you for being with us tonight. I know I'm in good hands because Chris Mark Levin is my mentor, too. Great. He's my mentor. And so here's what I want to tell you. I want to tell you that just quickly. I grew up in the Watergate era, and I voted for President Nixon. 
And I think for my lifetime, seeing that, which to me, that was my textbook case. And now there's like a whole new textbook case. I am excited when I see all the things happening in the Supreme Court. And I'll be honest, I'm fearful when I see the government becoming so strong armed. It seems to me at times, Rich, like it is a North Korea state here. But I'm excited when I see what's happening in my Supreme Court. And when I look at the trial, the Biden trial, the crime family trial that's going on, I know many listeners get discouraged. But in fact, Watergate took two years. And it started with just a bunch of burglars at a hotel. And it just opened up. And it was it was really done quite beautifully. It was a little rushed at the end. But... People need to have confidence in our system because we have great people. But I have to tell you, we're living in the best of times in some ways and the worst of times. Well said, my dear. Well said, Tony. Have a wonderful Independence Day. Thank you for calling the show. Appreciate it. The Hunter Biden case legacy will be worse than Watergate. No question about it. We're coming right back. Plastic conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Why do Democrats hate liberty so much? You ever ask yourself that question? Why do they hate it? This is why I, I don't say liberals. I don't think liberal is actually the correct word. Leftists or status, as Mark called them years ago. I think that word works as well. Status. They love the state. They love control. They love power. They love having power over the individual. The individual is a threat to their Marxist, socialist, utopian nonsense. It really is. Why, do, why, does, why, do, why does the left hate liberty so much? A big part of the reason why is because their ideas, when you push back on them, you challenge them, they collapse like the house of cards that they are. They collapse. There's nothing about any of their ideas that can actually be backed up by data, science, none of it. I mean, not whether it's climate change, whether it's transgender, whatever it is. But control exists in tyrannical systems because you can't push back on the state. If you do, you expose them for what they are, which is full of crap. That's why they control every action of the individual. That's why they do this. Look, in New York City, they're going after wood-fired and coal-fired pizza. Now, I know you've heard about this, but let me just tell you from my perspective on this point. I'm Italian, Italian-American, Zioli. And my mother's side of the family also came from Italy. So I got two sides. We're all Italian. And when I think about going after the food of my people, you know, these people came over here on the boat. The Italians, they faced a tremendous amount of discrimination in this country. To this day, the largest mass lynching in American history was of Italian-Americans, Italians in New Orleans. It's why we have Columbus Day. It's because at the time the government said, we got to do something to let people know Italians are they're good people. So let's pick somebody we can honor who's Italian and make it about American holiday. And that's how we got Columbus Day. It's not to celebrate the oppression of indigenous peoples or the spreading of smallpox or any other nonsense the left throws out. But my culture gets pushed aside all the time. But when they came here, the immigrants, coal was very cheap. Wood was very cheap. And that's what they cooked with in the old country. So they started cooking with that. The left goes after these things, much like they go after your gas stove. Because it's all about control. They, they, you, you have to succumb to what they want. 
and they'll f- always find a way to get you to to bow down before them. They are, they will not stop on the gas stove stuff. Mark my words on this. There was a story how gas stoves create a chemical and the EPA under the Clean Air Act has the authority to regulate that by banning gas stoves. They will not stop. They'll go after these pizzerias. It won't make a damn bit of difference. We're talking about 100 pizzerias. It's not going to make a difference. But again, it's control. Some lefty is offended at the thought of coal burning in a pizza oven or wood burning in a pizza oven because somewhere a tree is crying, even though they only eat trees or plants or bugs or whatever the hell they eat. And they hate that. And so the left wants to control everything. And the climate change nonsense, New Jersey, we're building these massive wind turbines up and down the northeast coast from Maine all the way down to South Carolina. These are hideous, hideous things, massive, ugly, brutal, loud, and they're killing whales and they're killing dolphins. But they don't care about dead whales and dolphins because dead whales don't vote. Dead Democrats vote, not dead whales. So they don't care. And climate change is a religion to them. And you must bow down before it. There will come a time in this country, mark my words, where if you speak out against climate change, that will be considered to be a threat to national security. And they will be able to clamp down on your speech because you are threatening everybody else. You're threatening mankind, humankind, excuse me. I don't want to get lectured by Justin Trudeau. Humankind, even though the word human has the word man in it, but nevertheless, you are threatening humankind if you challenge their orthodoxy on climate change. If you eat red meat, you know, they hate meat. They're going after meat now. That's that's the next thing they're doing. They're going after that, too. They hate meat. They're killing cows in Ireland. They're slaughtering cows. They want to have a meat tax. They want to kill cows. They hate it. It's about control. It always is with these people. You saw that during COVID. You saw the lockdowns, the masks, the vaccine mandates, all of it. It's about control over the individual. They do not believe in individual liberty. If you want to understand the, the, the real struggle today, to this day, right now and where we are, it is a struggle between the individual and the state. And the left wants no individual autonomy whatsoever. The only time they ever say you have a right as a person to do anything with your body is when it comes to abortion. And that's it. Otherwise, you eat what they tell you, you drink what they tell you, you do what you're told, you get a shot. If you need you get a shot, it doesn't matter. You do what you're told. And you say what they want you to say. And you don't say what what they don't want you to say. And that's how it has to be. That's called control. And an individual is a threat to that because an individual can challenge them. Groups can't, but individuals can. You know, groups tend to succumb. Individuals tend to stand out and challenge them. It's why they want to shoot that down and have nobody challenge their orthodoxy. I mean, take transgender for a great example of this. Men are men, women are women. I mean, this this has been a thing up until five minutes ago. Water's wet. Now suddenly it's not. Science becomes whatever the left tells you it is. And that's just how it has to be. A great example is COVID when it comes to the lab leak theory. I knew it was a lab leak. You knew it was a lab leak. Everybody knew it was a lab leak. The only question is, was it intentional or not? I have my doubts. I still think it probably was. I think it was a bioweapon. I can't prove that. But I can't not prove it. Do you know the Biden administration today released more documents on the Kennedy assassination? Let me ask you a question. Why are there any documents related to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy that are even still classified to this day? You want to talk about classified documents. 
in this whole nonsense we've been talking about with President Trump, why do we have so many things classified? This is supposed to be our government, right? This is supposed to be our government. If they had battle plans to attack Iran, if they were really going to attack Iran, if we were going to do a preemptive strike and start another war, which probably would have started World War III, don't you think we have a right to know about that as we the people? Don't you think we have a right to debate things like Ukraine? Whether you support the war in Ukraine or not, my problem is that Article 2 of the Constitution does not give the executive the ability to declare war. Today, we restrain the executive when it came to student loan overreach by saying the legislative branch has this, but the legislative branch also is tasked with, with declaring war. As far as I'm concerned, Ukraine is a war. It's a proxy war, but it's a war. Nothing in the Constitution that says a war has to be individuals in boots on the ground shooting other people. It's a very vague definition of that. I believe we're engaged in a war in Ukraine. We're spending over, what, $120 billion in Has there been a vote from Congress to authorize this? Nope. Not at all. You think about classified documents and how they want to go after Donald Trump. And you think about why as an individual, why as the American people, the government has so many secrets from us. And they tell us the same thing all the time. They go, national security. It's national security. But isn't that what they said to justify spying on us? The NSA metadata gathering? The abuse of the FISA court, all these FISA warrants that were out there spying on American citizens going into the Trump campaign. What did the Durham report really expose? In my opinion, the Durham report really exposed that we have in this country an unholy triad that exists between the media, the corporate media. Let's face it, the media is all owned by corporations, big tech and the government. And I told you earlier, we have a police state. I, I know that, you know, Media Matters might say that that's some sort of right-wing conspiracy hyperbole. It's not. I took political philosophy in college. I remember learning about what a police state is. It's when the government uses its law enforcement or national security powers to advance politics. Either to go after their enemies, suppress speech, help their friends, help people get elected. That's a police state. And that's what we have in this country. And whether it was going after Trump in 2016 with this phony Russia collusion nonsense, whether it was covering for the Hunter Biden laptop, which was not to protect him from having naked pictures of snorting cocaine off the rear end of a hooker. It was to protect Joe Biden and his business contacts and his business, you know, making a fortune off this. It was this unholy triad coordinated in this effort to keep you as an individual from having the facts to make a decision in the 2020 election or the 2016 election. Then these people worked to try to bring down a duly elected president elected by individuals. You know, you're listening right now as one person. I'm talking to you as an individual. You vote as an individual. We, the left likes to put us in groups and boxes. This is why they're so upset by the affirmative action decision, because they want to put everybody into categories. Justice Gorsuch actually went through this when he talked about the various forms you check and whether you're Pacific Islander, Native Hawaiian, Native Alaskan, and all these different boxes. They love to put us in boxes. But at the end of the day, we're just, we're, we are individuals. But the individual is a great threat to them and their order. So they try to keep secrets from us. They try to censor us. They try to keep information from us. And ultimately what they try to do is take away individual choices. 
So we have to make choices as a group, safer that way for them anyway. And, you know, the founding of this country, which we'll celebrate in a few days, was really about a series of individuals who said, my individual liberty here is being squashed by the crown. And I don't like that. So I'm going to push back on that and want my independence. But independence as an individual has been something that we're so fighting for. The left looks at the decision today, for example, on free speech with the case of the website, and they go, well, a group is being disenfranchised, LGBTQ. What if racist LGBTQ, I'm sure, like, I, I imagine there's racist gay people, I would think. You know, I mean, and, and, and putting people in boxes, there's always outliers, so are there no racist gay people? What if a racist gay person comes into a to a uh, a website shop and says to the owner of that who's black, "I want you to do something. It's like a pro clam thing," and the guy says no because it violates my beliefs. I don't want to promote the clan, and the guy says, "Well, I'm gay." Oh, so what? Well, you you got to make my website, otherwise you're discriminating against me. I'm an LGBTQ member. Yeah, but you're a racist LGBTQ member and I'm not discriminating against you because you're racist because you're LGBTQ. I'm saying I'm not making your website because you're racist. But if the but, you know, to, to look at the left's logic, you, you can only look at that person as a member of a category. So whatever his thoughts and views are, are irrelevant. You know, what, what Gorsuch affirmed today was the fact that, no, actually, each person is an individual. Yesterday's ruling was that, too, with affirmative action. It was that, too. You're, you're an individual. You're not a member of a group. Like, Asia's a huge place. I don't know if you realize this or not, but Asia is massive. So when you say Asians or Asian Americans, that's a whole bunch of countries and a whole bunch of countries that actually hate each other. Like, China and India are not buddies, They're both in Asia, and technically, Indians are Asians, and so are Chinese people, but they don't like each other. They're big enemies. They share a border. They have nukes aimed at each other. They're not good friends, and yet they're all Asians, and they're lumped in together with a box you check. That's the point. Left is always trying to put people into categories and boxes. As an individual, you don't have the right to know things, but they'll spy on you as an individual if they think that you might be talking to a group that could be dangerous or they'll just make it up. Say you're talking to the Russians or something like that. They play these games. But as we head into the 4th of July weekend, as we head into Independence Day, keep in mind the struggle. The struggle still is right now for individual liberty, which is different than freedom. You know, freedom and liberty are two different concepts. And individual liberty from your government, that's why you have a right to bear arms. I mean, you have a right to bear arms from your creator, but it's why it's codified, because you have a right to protect yourself. You know, you don't have to rely on the state to protect you. You shouldn't rely on the state to protect you. It's a nice service that they may or may not provide, depending on where you live. But you have a you have a fundamental right. I would argue a duty to protect yourself and your family. That's an individual right. You have a right to speak. You have a right to not speak. You have a right to worship. You have a right to not worship. You have as an individual right to these things. The government still likes to keep you as a member of a group because it's easier to control you that way. You ask why there's so many things classified, why we're still declassifying things around the Kennedy assassination. And then you think what they're doing to Donald Trump and going after him over classified documents. And don't you stop to ask yourself and go, why are so many of these things classified 
from me? Why do I have a right to know these things? Like, we came close to invading Iran. It's kind of a big deal. I'd like to know that. Trump said no to that. Bravo to him, I think. But is that why they went after him? I think so. Why don't I have a right to know these things? This is not a government of the people in terms of plural. I mean, yes, it is, but it's also me as an individual. I have a right to know these things. The struggle right now between conservative and the modern day left, and I refuse to say liberal, is the point of individual liberty versus the government controlling us as members of collectives and members of groups. Think about that as you head into the long holiday weekend. 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, coming right back. Mark Levin. Oh, yeah. Friday night, Independence Day weekend. Love this time, right? Uh, thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. I really, truly do appreciate it. I'm telling you right now, the only thing I'm unhappy about, seriously, is that I've got to wait till September 19th to get The Democrat Party Hates America. My favorite book title ever, The Democrat Party Hates America by Mark Levin, coming out on September 19th. You can pre-order it at Amazon.com or MarkLevinShow.com. I'd like to read it. Because I'm going to be off for a couple of weeks. i got to get surgery, so I'll be in the hospital and everything. I could use a book to read. And so instead, I'm going to have to use a pop-up book and maybe coloring books or something like that. But I will pre-order it. The Democrat Party Hates America. It really is, Mr. Producer, the greatest title of all time. So I'm excited for it. And I'm uh, grateful you hung out with me tonight. I just want to share with you this quote from the, uh, this is a conservative who said this. If I can find this here, here we go. I got this right here. <clears throat> this is a, 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 a far right wing conservative said this today. So you left these, take it with a grain of salt here. I'll quote, people think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone he can delay, but he does not have that power. That has to be an act of Congress. That was said by, let's see, was it uh, Alito, Gorsuch? I'm trying, I'm sorry, I'm trying, I'm, I apologize. I'm trying to find this. Clarence Thomas. Um, oh, I, uh, this is, this is awkward. This, I feel awkward right now. This is, I'm embarrassed. That was actually Nancy Pelosi who said that. That was the former speaker. Whoa, I was way off on that. I thought it was a conservative. It was my bad. What are you going to do? Well, I ended on an awkward note. But otherwise, I think it was a good show. Rich, as always, my friend, a pleasure. Thank you for listening. God bless America. Have a wonderful Independence Day. Remember, it is Independence Day. Follow me on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you, and God bless America.